Do you ever sit and just wonder what's important to you? Now, it seems kind of obvious. You know, if it's important to us, we would know. But as I sit with that question, I realize that I didn't always reflect in my schedule and in my life what was the most important to me. And in times, I didn't even put value on the things that I held the most dear unless I intentionally went after them, unless I intentionally placed them in my path. And we just get caught up in the day and day and day and day, day in, day out, um, all the hats we wear, all the things we do. Well, when understanding our identity, it's really important that we understand what we hold important. And then it's even more valuable for us to take what's important and to be intentional about placing it in our paths, putting it in a place of priority and a place of value in our schedule. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Keep listening, and I know you'll find something useful. Hi, friend. I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken-spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, and welcome back to Her Restored Spirit. My name is Tammy, and I'm your host. Last week, we talked about, we touched on a little bit about identity, and really the fact that you get to decide who you want to be. You get to decide what the best version of you looks like, and you get to decide when you start to become her. And I encouraged you to write it down, to take some notes and to really ask yourself those questions because by understanding who you want to be, then you can, you know where you're going, you know, you have a destination, you have a target you can start working towards. Now, does that mean that you need to, like, that's your sole purpose? No, but if we have a path, if we know where we're heading, we're able to get there a lot quicker. Even if it's the wrong, even if it's not, even if we don't exactly get there, we'll still start to make movement. And then as we start to act, things will become clear. Well, today I I wanted to continue that a little bit. I just wanted to talk about five ways to identify what is important to you. Because as we're trying to decide who we are, it's important to know what our values and our priorities and what is important to us so we actually know who, you know, how we want that to play a part in who we are. Because what's important to us 
is part of what we embody and what our identity is wrapped around. I just wanted to give you five ways that you can start to identify what's important to you. And the first step is to look at the people around you. Who are the most important people to you? Who are the people that really matter if you get it right? And it by life. Not 100% correct, not perfect, but if you could only impact a few people, these are the people that really matter to you. For me, it would be my kids. I know, and I will tell you, like, I always, I haven't always put them at first. I always haven't, I haven't always realized how important they are to me and been intentional about placing them in that position. And that's something that I have been doing a lot more is looking at and trying to give them my best energy. But if I didn't recognize that I wasn't, that I, that I felt that they were important, but I did not put them in that place of importance, and that could not have been part of my identity. That could not have been something that I wanted to work on and become a good mom, a role model mom. And then they would have continued to get my energy that was subpar. They would have got the leftovers instead of my best energy. So understanding who the important people are in your life. And if it's not your kids, if your kids are grown, then then who? There's no judgment here. This is completely up to you. There's nothing that says, you know, your your neighbors or your best friends or your, you know, your cousins or your family have to be the most important thing to you. If you have a passion for an orphanage in Kenya and they are important to you, then recognize that. So that way you can start living your life and start becoming the person who makes that, makes them important to you. The next is to reflect on the past. I always play this game with myself, which I don't know if I should do it or not, but hey, it works and I'm going to encourage you to try it at least is what did you enjoy doing before you had kids? Remember back in the day when you had something called free time? Yeah, I did not take advantage of that. I did not realize how valuable free time was until after I had kids. And I don't have any free time. I have margin in my life that is quickly filled by family events. But free time where I can get up and do whatever I want, I could, doesn't matter what time, if it's available, I could do it because there was nothing keeping me from experiencing it. So what did you enjoy doing before kids? I enjoyed going to late night movies. Now, if it's like 730, I'm like, ooh, um, I don't really know if I, if I can commit to that. But reflect on the past. What did you, what did you enjoy doing before you had kids? What did you enjoy doing before you got married? And if you got married young and you never got to experience that, like solo activities, 
start to look at those and reflect on what you would have done if you had the opportunity. And then look at and see what makes sense. Late night movies, well, when I had toddlers, it definitely did not make sense. But now that my kids are older, we actually can go to a late night movie and it's not terrible. I don't have to fight them to go to sleep after and they're not really up at the crack of dawn. And so they can compensate for the extra sleep by sleeping in in the morning, which is also a gift to myself. And then reflect on what filled you. What were you passionate about when you were in your teens and 20s? What were you passionate about before this hardship? Before your life got turned upside down? Are you still passionate about that? Is that something that that fire could be lit again and that you could be passionate about? Because again, you get to choose. So if it's something that lights you up, it's also going to be beneficial to your kids too and the people around you. Because if you're living your best life, if you're happy and content and experience joy and peace and love, then the people around you are going to feel that too. So it's important that we know what fills us up, that we reflect on things that mattered, used to matter to us, and then we get to decide if that still does. Does it still make sense or does it not? And if it doesn't, that's okay. Then you can rule those out and then you can start exploring what does. As we're reflecting on the past, and this doesn't have to be way, way, way back. This could be just yesterday. But the third thing is name three of what you would consider your greatest accomplishments. Now, you could quickly say, oh, my children, oh, this, uh, my degree, you know, those are great. And those are, if those really are your greatest accomplishments, then write those down and explore those further. But I encourage you to go deeper. Like, why are, would you consider your, your children your greatest accomplishment? What aspect? Is it because of the way you're, you're teaching them and guiding them? Is it because they are living their best lives? Is it because that's what you're supposed to write down? Because, well, that's what, you know, everything says is our children are our greatest blessings. Well, they are, but we need to know why. We need to know what about it. Because then we can be more intentional about how we interact with them. So what are your three greatest accomplishments? And, and again, this can be, there's no limit. There's no judgment. It could be something small. It could be something big, but what are three things that really impacted you? I remember one of the moments uh, I was an intern and I was working with a, she was a seventh grader and she had severe ADHD and her therapeutic goal she wanted to be able to have a conversation with her dad. And I learned a lot about ADHD talking with her just as she explained what goes on in her mind and how things work and how she could not hold a full conversation, which was evident in our sessions. But I remember we worked and worked and worked on different things and we found things that worked for her. And I remember the day that she came back 
and said, I had a full conversation with my dad. It was a conversation that didn't last that long, but she was able to banter back and forth, have a, that back and forth conversation that she had never done before. And though I don't believe it, I mean, it was not me. It was really, she did the work. But that was one of those moments that I realized that, wow, this is really Im- impactful work. So this was one of my greatest accomplishments because I realized that I was on the right path. Another one of my greatest accomplishments is completing field training. Field training is the officer version of boot camp, and it's a complete mind game. It's something that you're exhausted, you're hungry, you're tired, you are sleep deprived, and you are graded on the decisions that you make, which all those things do not lead to wise decisions. But they see how you handle pressure and how you handle circumstances when they are not ideal. And I remember deciding that I was going to be able to do it, that I wasn't going to let the mind game get to me and that I was going to stay focused. And finishing that, and it was hard. It was San Antonio in June. It was hot, June and July. But I did it. And I did well. And I remember that feeling of, you know what, if I can do that, I can do anything. So that is one of my major accomplishments. And I remind myself that I've been through hard things, so I can do this. And that also points to things that are important to me. I don't always want to take the the easy road. And let's face it, I typically don't take the easy road, even if there's an option, because there, I feel like there's a catch or something, or I just, I tend to make things more difficult than they need to be. Not always a good thing, but not always a bad thing. But if you name some of the, some of what you consider your greatest accomplishments, you're able to see why, and that will lead more to finding out what's important to you. Now, this next one is a mom's dream. If you had a day that you could do whatever you wanted, what would it what would it look like from the time you woke up to the time you went to bed? What would it look like? And I will preface this with pretend that you had just had three days of the best rest that so you were refreshed and you were up for anything. What would that day look like? Who would you spend it with? And remember, like it's whatever the best day is. So if you are riding on your motorcycle through the Andes, um, who's with you? If you are serving people, where and why and what would you, how, in what capacity? If you would be sitting and writing, what would you write? If you were painting, what would you paint? If you were sewing, what would you sew? Like there's again, all of these things, you remove the judgment from yourself because you're really trying to identify what's important to you. And if we judge every one of our thoughts, we'll never get to the bottom of it. So if you could do whatever you want, what time would you wake up? What would you eat? What would you drink? What would you, how would you spend your time and who would you spend your time with? It could be anything. 
And this fifth one is as you're writing these down and make sure you're writing them down, talk to your really close friends and ask them what they believe is important to you. Now, they may not be right because remember, they're looking at it from their perspective and through their lens. And so they don't really truly know why you're doing things. But it would give you insight because maybe it's something that you didn't even realize that you spend time doing or something that lights you up that you didn't realize. And so ask your closest friends, ask them what they see as being important to you, and then talk to them about these things that you've come up with and discuss them, write them down, explore them and decide what is, why are each of these things important to you? And by doing that, you get another glimpse, another step closer to your identity, to becoming the best version of yourself, becoming alive, starting to get a glimpse of what possibly could be your calling or purpose. And it also is a reminder of what's important to you should be where your your energy goes. It should be who gets your best energy. It should be the, the priorities in your life that you that you make first, that you don't sacrifice the things that are important to you. It also allows you to see what's taking up your time that's not important to you. Because if it's not on this list, is it something that you should be doing? It's just a thought. And so as we start to really look at who we are and we start to come alive, it's important that we do it for ourselves We release the expectations of others. We release what other people believe is important to them. And we look at it from our perspective. And it may have changed. I know that what's important to me has changed after the accident. Experiences and people are super important to me. And I prioritize those above all else. Enjoy this exercise. It might be difficult at first to to think about this, but as you get into it and as you start discussing it, you'll get some more ideas and revisit this often until you start to narrow down. And here's what I want you to do. After you've written these down, after you have looked at it and you really process this out as you really describe it in detail, What's one thing you can start adding to your daily life that re- that's from this list? Whether it's someone who's important to you, you spend five minutes talking to them, or whether it's something that fills you that you can do, maybe not daily, but weekly for sure. But what's something that you can take this list and place on your calendar that you can start to act so that way you start to step into the best version of you? And that's really what it's about. It's about looking at how God wired you and what is important to you and how to turn that into a life worth living, worth a legacy that that stays behind you. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode today. I hope that those, these five things, they, again, they're simple things, but if you sit with them, and you allow yourself to really think about it and kind of dream and go deep about details, you'll be surprised what you come up with. 
Now, don't go too deep into that woe is me, all the free time I used to have and how I used to waste it before I had kids. Um, I don't think there's any good in that. That's just heartbreak, more and more heartbreak. But also embrace the fact that our, our time now we get to see our kids grow. So I'm not, it's not complete waste. It's the margin and the time I spend with the kids is still amazing. But the idea of free time, that doesn't exist in my life anymore, but that's okay. So that's all that I had to say for today. Well, I'm sure I'll have more to say, but for this podcast, that's where I'll stop. And I just encourage you to take time to really, to really think about these questions. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a a rating and written review on iTunes. Or if you want to send me one as a DM, I can put it on my website. But those are really valuable to me and they help me to understand and what your needs are and what you enjoy from the podcast and what you're getting out of it. So thank you for those who have done it. And if you haven't, please consider doing that. All right, that's it. Bye for now.